Welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brands. Monica is the Communications Manager with the BBB serving Western Ontario. Ask BBB provides information about activities of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Accredited businesses give consumers trusted information that helps in choosing products and services. And business owners and managers share insights that can benefit other business operators to conduct their business with trust and integrity. And here we are on the fourth day of a brand new year, so it's not too late to wish everyone a happy new year. By day four of the new year, you have some inkling as to how your New Year's resolution is working out. Later, we'll talk about budgeting for consumers and businesses. Have you ever said, tomorrow, I'm going to get organized? And is this the new year, the tomorrow that you've been waiting for? Well, you've tuned in at just the right time, because our first guest of the new year is Pauline Hoffman of Just-in-Time Solutions. Pauline is a professional organizer, and we're delighted to have you here with us, Pauline. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Jim. So, Pauline... Do you get more calls at this time of year from people who have made a resolution to clean the clutter? We definitely get some new calls from clients that we have never heard from before. And uh, it is starting to become one of those uh, resolutions that people do make. Is clearing clutter just a matter of finding a space to put things away and then and putting them in their place? Or is it more than just that? So if you already have a system in place, then cleaning up at the end of the day, which shouldn't take long, is great. And you actually just put it away where it's supposed to be belong. But most people don't have those systems set up in place. So clearing clutter is more where is everything going to go, like with like, purging out the stuff that we don't use. It's the system. So we have often heard the adage that one person's trash is another person's treasure. So how do you help people determine which is trash and which is treasure? And that is so true. I've been in this business 18 years, and what people, some people think are treasures are amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like the way you raised your eyebrows on that one. <laughs> um, but it's true, though, because like myself, it, I really enjoy antiques and different types of things like that. But you may think it's just an old dresser, Pauline. So it really is true. Everybody's thoughts about what is important to them and what is their treasures are are definitely different. So what we have to do is we have to talk to the person and find out what is important to them, right? Like some people may love books, but the next, next person may say, no, I've read those so they can go. So they don't mean anything to them where other ones feel they need to keep them on the shelf. So it definitely is, um, it's definitely a true statement. So you want to find a place for all of those things that are treasures, mm -hmm. no matter what, what those treasures are. But some of it becomes clutter. Mm -hmm. So are there personality types that are more prone to clutter? We have found that there are definitely personality types that are more prone to it. Um, I would definitely say the creative person, so the person that, you know, loves to do the crafts, loves to do the building, loves to paint, um, make things look pretty, we often find that they do have more cr clutter because they visually want to see everything. They want mm. it to be out there. So then, then their mind gets creative, right? Where the person that is more analytical, and, and I mean, 
everything's an if, right? There's always variables. But the people that are more analytical and stuff, like myself, I like things organized, but I like things behind closed doors. I don't want to see the stuff where somebody who's creative likes to see it. So they, they get it out and they think that if they put it away, they're going to forget about it or they won't use it or that type of thing. So um, every personality is different and how you organize the people are definitely different. So is that where you start in sort of figuring that out and, and and figuring out what sort of personality you're dealing with? Yes, it's true. Actually, we were just at a conference in uh, September that we did a whole course on personalities and talked about different uh, how people function and that type of thing. And so if you know how they work and what makes them happy, it's much easier to help them get organized and figure out what to keep. Wow. So where do the terms need and orderly and the lived in look fit into the work of actually getting organized? Okay. So when, when I think of neat and orderly and I think lived in, to me, it is, to me, those two statements are like, it's, it's how you feel when you walk into your home. So you may walk into somebody's home that is very lived in. They have different things sitting out. It's not a mess. It's just there's more visually to see. You may think in your mind that that's lived in. They may think in their mind that that's neat and orderly. So again, it's, it is it is all perception of what um, the people see. Um, like I was at a client's the other day and we were, we walked into her one space and she was getting really frustrated with this one space because we've been working on it for a bit. And I said, I could see how she is and we know the end goal, but we are still picking the pieces apart. And as soon as I walk into that, I get this like anxious feeling because we're not there yet. Mm. So when somebody is going through all of this and thinking, okay, I need a change and looks like there's a lot of things to consider, right? Personality um, as well as, you know, just their home and their space, where do they start? How do they decide when they can do it on their own or when they need help? Okay, so what we hear, um, the common language that we hear when we go into someone's home was, I finally had to call you because I realized that I could maybe do this, but then it sits at my front door or (laughs) it sits in my car or I take it to the garage and nothing happens to it. So they physically or mentally can't do that detachment part from it. And then the other thing is people will say, you know, I've gone into that basement. I keep saying to myself that basement has to be done. Their upstairs is perfectly fine, but their basement has gotten very cluttered. And they say every time they go into it, they get this sinking feeling and they don't know where to start. So it's a matter, that is when people call us, when people call and they say, it's not that I don't know what to do. I just really need help doing this. And I mean, there's, we all have things that we trip on and we maybe call our sister in to help Mm -hmm. us or our brother in to help us because we know that they visually can help us do that. We're going to talk budget here with another guest in a moment or two. How, how expensive is it to contract a professional organizer? Okay. So I often I often say to people, think of it like um, hiring a really good contractor. Um, they, If you hire a good tra- contractor as opposed to one that's not that great, it's priceless, right? And if, if getting your home organized is going to take that anxiety out of you when you walk in the door, 
um, to me, it's priceless. People in the city charge anywhere between $50 and $75 an hour. Yeah, it comes down to how much, for how long have you been waiting for tomorrow to come? (laughs) And if tomorrow is today, then the investment is required. Pauline, how do people contact you? They can contact us at uh, 519-227-2241. And we have a website at Just In Time Solutions, and we're pretty much on all the social media out there. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Pauline Hoffman is a certified professional organizer with Just-In-Time Solutions, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. When we return, staying on budget and what happens if debt gets out of hand. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and I'm now joined by Dan Meidinger, who is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thanks, Jim. It's good to be part of the Ask BBB again. Well, later in the program, Dan's going to review some of the scams that we need to watch out for as this new year begins. But right now, we're pleased to welcome Chester Sapula. Chester is the Senior Vice President and Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Debt Solutions here in London. Welcome to Ask BBB, Chester. Thanks, Jim. Glad, glad to be here. Chester, many people may think of a licensed insolvency trustee as someone who helps customers, consumers, sorry, find solutions to their debt problems. But you also offer debt restructuring support to small business owners. We certainly do, Dan. And uh, as you know, small business is actually big business in Canada. You know, small businesses are the backbone of many communities, and we know here in London very much so that's the case. You know, 1.18 million employer, biz, excuse me, 1.18 million employer-owned businesses in Canada. That's how many there are. Okay, and you've got about almost 98% are small businesses. We define small businesses, or the stats do, companies that have employees between 1 and 99 employees. In Ontario alone, almost 418,000 companies are basically small business companies. So really, they, they are the backbone, and, you know, what we're seeing is, like, our community, of course, is no exception you know, small businesses create jobs and they contribute to the local community. And, and effectively, they're hiring all the individuals that are out there. You know, quite often we're hearing in the news a lot of situations where businesses are closing down. Fortunately, I don't think we've heard a lot of that this Christmas, which is a good thing. You know, but, um, you know, we know that sometimes businesses can hit a, you know, a bump in the road. And when you see a bump in the road, you know, that can lead to financial instability. And with financial instability, that's when companies and businesses need to take a step back, recognize what's going on, and and really reassess their situation. You know, there's causes with respect to, um, you know, businesses having a bump in the road. For example, local, provincial, national economies, international economies. As you know, we're hearing all these trade wars and, <laughs> and tariffs, et cetera. You know, so changes in the business market share, uh, changes within your company. People are basically major, um, for example, major uh, individuals of of businesses or management could change, which could affect companies and businesses as well. So there's a lot going on there. So what are some of the signs then that your business might be in trouble, Chester? Well, really for start of it, um, cash flow concerns is always one of them. Okay. You know, people are struggling to pay debts. 
Um, poor profitability, okay? We're approaching year-end. Now, again, a lot of business have different year-ends, but we're approaching year-end, and you start to look and you're saying, okay, we haven't hit, made as much profit this year as we expected. Um, you know, pe- companies are having trouble accessing financing. You know, maybe they have uh, something they want to, uh, you know, a, a line they want to increase or they want to expand, and they're having trouble getting financing. So that's a sign if you can't get financing. And we're finding people, what we're seeing is use, people are using their own personal finances. Mm-hmm. And we're also seeing, when we're talking about small businesses, individuals that run these small businesses, the smaller ones, they're not even taking a salary. So that makes it really difficult for some of these companies. For small business owners and those that are self-employed that are listening and can relate, can relate to some of these warning signs, it's important that they take action, right? You don't want to sit back and you don't want to basically let it consume you. You have to be proactive in dealing with these things. And it's so important to basically, you know, assess the situation. And if you need help, seek the help and possibly seek out a licensed insolvency trustee like myself to discuss some of these scenarios. Chester, when a business is struggling, is it also a concern for creditors or investors? Well, it definitely is. Um, business owners are not the only ones who want to see their businesses be successful, right? You know, you've got suppliers. They, of course, want you to be successful because, you know, they're providing you a product and they're expecting to be paid back. Um, you have investors. Investors want you to do well also because, again, they're investing in a business and they want to see some feet. They want to see some payback or they want to see the business do well so that they're also successful. So when a business is struggling, it becomes a concern for everyone. You know, debt restructuring professionals will work with creditors as well, okay? So that's where we talked a little earlier with respect to proposals and restructuring proposals and working with creditors, trying to basically make arrangements. So if if, if a company is in need um, of assistance, then there could be a scenario whereby you start working with the creditors to see if you can come up with a an arrangement, an arrangement that works good for everybody, whether it's informal or formal. You know, we also serve as interim receivers or we provide full receivership services. So there's a lot of services that we're able to assist businesses with. This is great advice for small business owners listening. Are there any final advice you would like to bring to attention? I can't stress enough that if your business hits a bump in the road, time is of the essence. The sooner you reach out to a licensed insolvency trustee for help, the better chance you have of staying in business. You know, there are solutions and individuals need to know that, you know, a licensed licensed insolvency trustee like myself can work with you to help recover from financial instability and effectively return to profitability. So there's so much that can be done. But as we sort of were talking throughout the process and, and our discussions today, you have to act quickly and you can't put your head in the sand when you're dealing with this. And Chester, you've mentioned the licensed insolvency trustee a number of times. How do you make sure that you're dealing with somebody with that qualification? Well, really, when you're looking on online, that's a title specifically that's uh, handed down by Industry Canada. And um, you cannot basically deal with these restructurings unless you are a licensed insolvency trustee. So you want to look for that uh, designation of LIT. And and typically, major accounting firms uh, such as ourselves, BDO, we have uh, a number of licensed insolvency trustees from coast to coast and other companies and businesses as well. But the designation is what you want to look for, Jim. Great. Thanks, Chester. And thanks thanks for taking time to join us this morning on Ask BBB and for providing some good advice to get this brand new year underway. Good luck to everyone. Thank you. Thanks.
You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Chester Zapula, who is a senior vice president and licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Debt Solutions here in London. BDO Debt Solutions is an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And we'll return in a moment with things to keep in mind if you want to get away from it all. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Dan Meidinger, who is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. So we have a new year underway and a new voice and face that's part of Ask BBB. Thanks, Jim. I'm looking forward to working with the accredited businesses, the staff at the BBB Serving Western Ontario, with the people of Western Ontario as we continue to fulfill our mission to create a trustworthy marketplace for all. Well, Dan, back in mid-December, the BBB released a study that looked at rental scams that took advantage of people taking and looking for accommodation for both vacations and for long-term residencies. And we've talked about this before, but I think now in this new year, as a lot of people are planning getaways, it's a good time to review it. Yes, those scammers are still active. But now that we are into the new year, people are planning their winter getaway. So BBB is warning people to plan ahead to save money, avoid scams, and travel safety. And as we've mentioned, these tips uh, are to be found on the BBB website. Right. And the first tip is plan ahead. They like to say that the early bird gets the worm. Allow yourself the time to research hotels, flights, and the area where you will be staying. And that can save a fair bit of money too. Yes, usually it does. The earlier you make reservations, the better the deals you will find and the lower the risk of your favorite destination being booked solid. Making reservations in advance also locks in rates and prevents you from paying higher prices later during prime spring break or holiday seasons. And one way you might do that, I guess, is through a travel agent, but but a lot of people book online. A travel agent is a good resource at many times, but if you choose to do your search online, avoid broad internet searches. Try to avoid entering phrases like best deals into which search engine you're using. Broad searches like that can sometimes lead you to websites that look official but are designed solely as part of a scam. Yeah, they are really good at making those uh, false sites. So you should be prepared then to do some research. Yes, it's very important to do your homework. Ask family and friends to recommend a travel agent or travel websites and visit bbb.org for reviews on various businesses. Yeah, might even go to that site even after you've contacted it first. Just check it out. Make sure that um, they're registered with BBB and see what their rating is. So you want to make sure you're dealing with a legitimate company, right? That, that's correct. And before making the final payment, review all the details of the trip. This should include the total cost, restrictions, cancellation penalties, and the names of airlines and hotels. Also review and keep a copy of the airlines and hotel cancellation and refund policies, as well as the cancellation policies of the travel agents or booking site you're using. The other thing that we can learn, too, is about the delays at the airport now. There's there's, um, new uh, rules in place that allows travelers refunds in certain situations that they may want to know because if you don't apply, you're not going to get it. Right. And and the airline, again, it, it's known that they're not going to tell you about these things. It's up to you to know and then to file for Research, it. right? Right. Yeah. So now is travel insurance a good idea? Travel insurance covers things like trip cancellations or medical emergencies. There are different levels of coverage based on what type of plan you purchase. Ask a lot of questions and always read the fine print to see what's covered and what's not. What about the payment options, Dan? Is that something to consider? It's a good idea to always pay with credit cards. Paying with a credit card gives you additional protection if something should go wrong with the travel registration. 
Okay, so you've done all that, and it's bon voyage. <laughs> well, yes, but to make it a bon voyage, there are things you should always do to protect yourself, your home, and your belongings. Things like? Wait until you get back home before you post those pictures on social media. Giving too much detail about when you're away and that your home will be empty could just attract thieves. So we should make some arrangements so that our home doesn't look empty. Oh, for sure. Check your home insurance. If your home ins- will be unattended while you're away, make sure you know your responsibilities under the home insurance policy. Some policies do not cover damage if nobody checks on your property while you're away for a certain period of time. It's a good idea to share a copy of your itinerary with a family member or friend. Include the contact information of someone joining you on your trip. This may also be good to time to find a trustworthy house-sitting service if you need to. We have many listed on bbb.org. Good advice, Dan. And that's our time for Ask BBB for this week. And that's our time this week for Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Dan Meidinger, the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.